And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today as we take a look at some of the top news headlines and agriculture from this past week at the 2023 American Farm Bureau Federation Convention in San Juan, Puerto Rico. American Farm Bureau and John Deere announced an MOU that ensures farmers and ranchers right to repair their own farm equipment. AFBF President Zippy Duvall says the effort follows years of work by the American Farm Bureau Federation. This is an issue that's been a priority for us for several years and has taken a lot of work to get to this point. And as you use equipment, we all know at some point in time there's going to be problems with it. And we did have problems with having the opportunity to repair our equipment where we wanted to or either repair it on the farm. David Gilmore of John Deere says the MOU will help farmers get equipment back in the field quickly following a breakdown. It's vitally important that we have an opportunity for American Farm Bureau Federation and industry to come together to solve issues and opportunities that we have. Machinery and equipment and the products that our customers invest in are a large investment. And the opportunity for them to maximize the uptime of that equipment and minimize downtime is an important area of focus for our organization and for the industry. And Duvall explains what farmers and ranchers can expect as a result of the partnership. It ensures our farmers that they can repair their equipment and have access to the diagnostic tools and product guides so that they can find the problems and find solutions for them. And this is the beginning of a process that we think is going to be real healthy for our farmers and for the company because what it does is it sets up an opportunity for our farmers to really work with John Deere on a personal basis. Now, the American Farm Bureau Federation hopes the MOU will serve as a model for other manufacturers. Those discussions have already begun, and you can learn more online at fb.org. Well, also, USDA Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack spoke during the American Farm Bureau Federation annual convention, and he announced several major developments at the USDA that will help benefit farmers and ranchers across the nation. Speaking at the annual convention in Puerto Rico, Vilsack said they want to provide all farmers with the opportunities they need to continue farming, build and maintain their competitive edge, and access more new and better markets. He says USDA is moving forward with the Fertilizer Production Expansion Program and published comments on the importance of increased competition. The agency is also improving risk protection for beginning veteran, limited resource, and minority producers. USDA is also investing more than $12 million to expand independent meat and poultry processing capacity in Ohio, Michigan, and Minnesota. There are new programs coming to fill the gaps in the 2020-2021 Natural Disaster Assistance and the 2020 Pandemic Assistance Programs. Vilsack says, quote, by working together, we can ensure that American agriculture remains resilient. Well, USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack also non-committal on supporting a renewed push in Congress for livestock marketing reforms. Vilsack was careful in recent comments to farm reporters not to overstep the general support he voiced last year for the Grassley-Fisher bill to boost price discovery and beef industry competition. We are uh, generally supportive of greater transparency in the market. And as we work on firming up the Packers and Stockyards Act, we have value transparency. We think there is an opportunity for farmers to be assured that they're getting a fair and decent price with more transparency. When pressed on the question of a renewed push for legislation in the new Congress, Vilsack pushed back and voiced a wait-and-see stance on a reintroduced bill. 
we're clearly going to continue working on Packers and Stockyards and obviously a particular piece of legislation until I see what it actually says. I'm not going to be in a position to say it's a good idea or a bad idea, but generally I will say that we would be supportive of Congress taking a look at ways in which there could be greater transparency in the market. Last year's Grassley-Fisher bill won a bipartisan committee vote, but key industry groups strongly opposed it, setting mandatory minimum levels of negotiated versus contract trades. The full Senate never took up the bill. A new survey of registered voters shows significant support for ethanol and the renewable fuel standard while revealing opposition to banning liquid fuels or mandating electric vehicles. Morning Consult conducted the survey for the Renewable Fuels Association. RFA President Jeff Cooper says, quote, as the new Congress settles in and considers the future of our nation's energy policy, these polling results demonstrate that Americans strongly support the expanded use of lower cost, lower carbon renewable fuels like ethanol, end quote. Now, according to the survey, almost 55% of the respondents support the renewable fuel standard, while only 15% expressed opposition to the program. Meanwhile, 64% of respondents have a favorable opinion of ethanol, while just 18% said unfavorable. Half the respondents said they weren't interested in purchasing or leasing an electric vehicle in the next three years, while 42% expressed interest. 66% opposed banning the sale of liquid-fueled engines in cars. Well, also, Secretary Vilsack announced last week new grants and loans to boost local and regional meat processing capacity, but he also took questions on Senate Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow's retirement plans and the speakership chaos in the House. From Illinois and Iowa to New York, Texas, and California, Vilsack announced more than $9.5 million in new grants for 25 projects to boost the nation's meat supply. The point of this is that we're looking at a creative, comprehensive set of opportunities to expand more new and better market opportunities for meat and poultry. We're going to continue to do this uh, over the course of the next several months as we uh, utilize American Rescue Plan resources. More than $223 million was announced in November alone, plus some $80 million in inspection readiness grants and technical help. Now, Vilsack also reflected on Senate Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow's plans to retire at the end of her fourth term. I don't know of another member of the Senate uh, that has been any more successful uh, in getting uh, complicated, complex legislation through that process uh, than Senator Stabenow. She's done an extraordinary job for farmers, ranchers, and producers, and for rural Americans and for rural places. The work that she's done on the farm bills. A track record Vilsack expects will continue despite the speakership turmoil in the House GOP conference. I have great confidence that Chairwoman Stabenow will figure out a way to get to yes notwithstanding whatever challenges there may be, whether it's the circumstances in the House or whether it's uh, disputes between commodities that often occur or between regions of the country or some of the budget challenges uh, that may be faced or demands of, of taking money from this pot or that pot, which uh, folks have concerns about. You know, it's always very difficult, and that's why she's so good. Stabenow's term is up in two years, during which she says she'll focus on securing the next farm bill. And finally, here on American Ag Today, the United Auto Workers at Case New Holland Plants in Burlington, Iowa and Racine, Wisconsin, voted down a contract proposal last weekend that would have ended a strike. The president of UAW Local 807 says 45% voted yes, 55% voted no to the offer. Internal meetings are ongoing among union members to see what the process is going to look like going forward. The union went on strike against the agriculture manufacturer on May 2nd of last year. On May 19th of 2022, CNH presented 
the union with what it called a final all-encompassing comprehensive offer. However, union members didn't vote on this deal because union leaders didn't feel it covered the cost of inflation. A spokesperson for CNH Industrial says the company is disappointed to learn that its recently negotiated and improved last best and final offer was not approved in the ratification vote by the union. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.